good. Today we are talking about the power of prayer. Prayer is an essential skill to every Christian. Uh, the I know people see one thing is prayer is important. We know that. But we don't do it. We don't pray. Do we pray? No. Just, just because as Christians and as youth, we don't find it entertaining. We don't find it something that uh, is fun to do. Or something that we are interested in doing regularly. So once in a while, if your leg is broken, God help me. God and your daughter help me. Once in a while, if you need a job, God, please, if you give me the job, I'll worship you. Thank you. Once in a while, if we need a favor from God, God, please, don't let them suck me from this school for school fees. Once in a while, if we need something to be done, then we resort to prayer. But prayer is something that needs to happen always, regularly. Amen. Always we need to pray at all times. It needs to become a habit. Amen. Now, there's a definition. Why prayer? I explained to you the interesting thing about prayer. Okay. Prayer is one, it's an essential to, skill to the Christian because it transports the physical to the spiritual. I said this before. Okay. So what happens spiritually that you, you cannot see? What happens spiritually that you have no understanding of? The last time we looked at, say, um, 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 someone asked a question. What if you are unable to see spiritually? How do you continue as a Christian? And I said, if you are unable to, uh, to have that spiritual vision, but you are serving God genuinely, then you count on your elder, you count on your pastor to guide you in spiritual things. That's why we have spiritual leaders to help us in the spiritual world. Amen. Now, how do those spiritual leaders transport themselves um, to the physical realm or to and through? By prayer. Amen. So what the prophets prophesy, they prophesy, see when people are prophesying, they are, they are speaking mysteries of God. They are speaking things that God himself has declared. That means the prophesy you shall be rich or the prophesy you will marry so so and so at this day so so and so. That's a prophecy. That's what a spiritual endeavor. It's something that's said in the spirit. For that to manifest, you need to, man, you need to ensure it has manifested from the spirit to the physical by prayer. For whatever prophecy you've been given, some of us, all of us here is going to church and we receive a prophecy that we like. You are you, you'll be rich. You are a big man. I mean, someone has told you that before. Your destiny is bright. Eh? Oh, you will marry a rich man. You will travel abroad. You will do this. You will get whatever, whatever prophecy we've received a lot of them. But sometimes you ask yourself, ah, the prophecies are they fake? Because this man said, I'll marry. I'm getting to 30. I'm not married. This man says, by the age of 25, I'll buy a car. I'm 25. I don't even own a bicycle tire. This man says this, 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 this. But because we don't receive prophecies and go and sleep at home and expect the prophecies to just come to pass. The Bible says when the prophecy of Jesus was given, it was spoken of by prophets earlier before even his birth. Isaiah spoke about Jesus a lot of times. The prince that was promised, Isaiah spoke about him. But it took a lot of years until Anna, there was a woman named Anna who looked at him in the Bible, began to pray. The Bible says, 
till from her time of divorce, this man, the husband left her at a very young age. From that time, she served the church. She was in the chapel, continuously interceding, praying for the one who was promised. Amen. Let's look at Luke chapter 9, 28 to 36. And I read. Sorry, um, uh, let's, let's hold on with that one. Um, amen. So let's, let's, let's read on Luke um, uh, chapter 9, 28 to 36. Then I will continue with that one. And I read Luke, Luke 9, 28. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. Amen. They spoke about his departure which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving, Jesus, as the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them. And they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the Lord saying, This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found out that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. Amen. Now, Jesus was preaching to his people, spoke about his death, spoke about the people, someone betrayed him. And so after, say, after saying this, I, he, he took, um, a handful of his disciples and sent them to the mountain of transfiguration. Amen. There he prayed. He did not, he did not just take them. See, is a man, he prayed. And what happened? The Bible says Elijah and Moses who had died years before Jesus. That means they're no longer in the physical realm. They appeared. How? Because by prayer, what is spiritual is transferred to the physical. We, you see, prayer is more or less like a teleportation machine. Amen. So when you pray, what you are basically doing is you are sending yourself into the spiritual realm. Preparing yourself to enter a level of one power, a level of vision, a level of authority that you can see, you can speak and things will happen by prayer. Amen. So prayer is what, what also fulfills um, prophecies. Prayer is what fulfills prophecies. Okay, let's read the book of Luke chapter 2. Yes, Luke chapter 2. Then we'll look at um, the story of Anna praying for the birth of Jesus.
So, when a time, this is Luke 2 verse 22, when a time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. They took him to the temple. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. It has been revealed to him. I mean, something spiritual has been revealed to the man that you, Joseph, uh, uh, you, Simon, his name is Simon, you, Caleb, you, Ruth, you, Irene, you will not die until you see the Messiah. From a very young age, it was prophesied to him that you, this man, you won't die until you see the Messiah. It's prophecy. You see, sometimes when you hear certain prophecies, you don't feel its impact. Because it doesn't feel real. You don't see any sign of these things happening. You'll be rich. You go and sit down. Me and Kasa have gone to three churches. About three churches. They've said to me, I'll be rich. So I know. Whether you, whether you give me money or not, me, I'll be rich. And one day I'll show you paper. Me and Kasa have gone to three churches. They told me I'll be a big businessman. So whether I work or I sleep, I do. I think three powerful pastors, like big churches, not these small churches. Three powerful. When I sleep, I do, I dance. Nyankasa, they've told me that uh, my voice will send me places. My voice, the way I can sing it, will send me places. Nyankasa, they told me that my hand is good for the Lord. The way I can drum. Hi! I'll drum for Joe Metal. The prophecies are there, it's real. Like prophecy. <coughs> It comes and you can see that people, uh, someone will prophesy you will fall under the grace of God, the Holy Spirit. You prophesy, you give offering, sees, oh, thank you, prophet. Bible says, the angel, not, not a man, an angel prophesied to the man. It says, you will not die until the Messiah comes. Now, this prophecy was fulfilled, not one day, not in two days, but day, years later. How was it fulfilled? And he says, It has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. A light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the, fail, the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against. So the, thought, so the thought of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Peniel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. Now, 
the mathematics is very simple. This woman married, you know, normally marriage has happened early in their own days because normally those days you could have virgins and all that. So she married, let's say, at the, at, the, at, the, at the age of 25, lived, um, got married for about seven years, in a very young age, seven years, the husband died, she was a widow. And from the time she was a widow, she never, she didn't live at home, she lived in the temple. She never left the temple, but worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. Fasting and what? Day and night. Can you imagine that? For about 50 years, this woman is now 84. Constantly praying. What is she praying for? For the promise of the Messiah. Something that was promised by God himself. Before the prophecies can be revealed, you need the intervention of prayer. You need to intercede. You need to pray. You need to shout. You need to scream. Before your problems can be solved, before the, it is well that we normally say can be truly that it is well we want, you need to arise and pray. Not just ordinary prayer. Oh, Father Lord, thank you for life. Uh, what us? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Kingdom come. Uh, amen. Ah, prayed. See, the one thing about prayer is it comes from the heart. When Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray, he says, these are the essential things to pray for. Bible says, even on the transfiguration, the mountain of transfiguration, when he was praying and saw uh, um, uh, the heavenly spirits of uh, Moses and Elijah, he didn't pray our father. In the Mount Gethsemane, when he was about to be killed and he wanted his heart to be filled without sorrow, to be uh, sorrow taken out, replaced with a great feeling, this man didn't pray our Lord's prayer. Wow. Do you know, the Bible says, see, the man prayed consistently. And this man is a son of God. He was about to be killed. He lay there. He covered his head. prayed. At a point, he even cried because he said, my heart is full of sorrow. It's not a small prayer. Not, Amen. As I said, see, you have you have a lot of desires, you have a lot of wishes for God, but you are not willing to take the next step. If you ask God, God says it is fulfilled. What you've asked, I have given you. Do you know? Jacob had already been blessed. This is a surprising thing. Jo Jacob had already been blessed because his father, Jacob's father was who? Isaac. Isaac's father was who? Abraham. And Abraham, God promised Abraham, you Abraham, you will be the father of many nations. Through you, I will create my special race of people. 
through Abraham. That means Abraham's son, which is Isaac, will bear a son or sons, which is Esau and Jacob. And through those people, as they continue, God's chosen generation will come. He had already been blessed. Spiritually, it was already there that Jacob... The Bible says when, when um, Jacob's mother was, was, was pregnant in the womb, he said in, in the womb, she felt like two nations were fighting and the younger one was winning. Jacob was already blessed. From All the prophecies were coming. Oh, this, this boy, he will build a nation. But he said when he got to the point where spiritual entered the physical, he met an angel. The Bible says he saw... In his dream, he saw a stairs descending. The heavens opened. An angel came down. But this man said, no. I know the prophecies have already been prophesied. But angel, before you will leave here, my blessings have to be sealed. My prophecies, they have to be fulfilled today, today, today. Transformed from the physical to the spiritual. He's, a, he's in the physical, but his spiritual is a spiritual is a spiritual domain. He was surrounded by angels. And he met one angel. He and the angel were fighting. See, sometimes the Bible speaks or the Bible is written by so um, in a literal manner, right? Now, basically, when we say that, uh, Jacob was fighting with the angel, I don't believe in a thousand years, in a million years, that Jacob can stand face to face with an angel and survive. Imagine it. The supreme being, the angel. So what essentially was happening was a negotiation between Jacob and the angel. Hey, leave me, let me do this. No, you have to do this. Do this. No, do this. It was a spiritual negotiation, what we call a battle. The literal translation is a battle between the angel and the man, Jacob. For what had already been prophesied to happen. Amen. See, one time God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, you see that nation over there, Sodom and Gomorrah? So you see, see the nation. Yes, that nation. I will destroy it with fire. Nothing, nothing in that nation will survive. Nobody in the town of Sodom and Gomorrah will survive. And Abraham said, Oh Lord. Abraham knew that his, his cousin was there. He knew somebody there. He knew Lot over there. So, oh God. This is what we call intercessory prayers. Right? You pray for someone. And the Bible said it in Job. When he told, uh, he, the Bible spoke about Job. He said because Job prayed for his friends, right? His personal belongings doubled. His riches doubled. Now, Abraham told God, he said, God, come on. So are you telling me, if there are 50 righteous people in Sodom, you will destroy the whole Sodom? What are those 50 people who are okay? They are not doing anything. And God said, okay, Abraham, because of what you've told me right now, for the sake of those 50 people, if I'm able to go to Sodom and Gomorrah today and I get 50 righteous people, I'll spare the whole Sodom and Gomorrah. I'll spare them. 
And Abraham said, oh, <coughs> God, the thing is, even at 50, I'm not sure. What if there's only 40? God said, Abraham, because of what you are saying, if I get 40 people there, I'll spare them. Abraham, he said again, God, the thing is, even at 40, I'm not sure. What if there are only 30 righteous people? I said, Abraham, you don't worry. 30, 30, no problem. Abraham said, oh, God, 20. Ah! Why are you taking me? He said, God, just 20. That's As God was going, he said, God, God, wait. God, wait. What if there are only 10? Then they obey. See how, see, see what prayer is doing. This man is negotiating with God. He's communicating with God. He is the physical, interfering with the spiritual. The destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah had already been prophesied. It has been sealed in the spirit. But this man is altering things by prayer. See, prayer gives you command in the spirit. Gives you, it gives you, Bible says, it, see, you will know the mysteries of God when you pray. Not once, not twice. Men ought to pray and not faint regularly. Amen. Or you ought to pray and not faint. Hallelujah. That's one very powerful scripture. Luke 18, verse 1. Men ought to pray and not faint. You need to pray and not sleep. You have too much sleep. I'm enjoying life too much. It's not nice. What do you need to do? And you're fair. That's how they say it. You're enjoying too much. Stand up one evening, one night, and pray. So in December, we will not faint. We will stand and command the high heavens to open. We will pray and interfere in the spiritual affairs. Amen. What has already been prophesied in our favor will ensure it is fulfilled. Bible says God was answering the prayers of the Israelites. But there's a wicked woman called Jezebel who by the connotations of her own divinity, she, she, was, a, she was an evil principality. She was preventing the answers from, being, from coming true. So you might be praying, God, help me. I want to stop this life. God, I want to start this one. I want to do this business. God, this, this, this. The, God is sending the answers. But there's this woman called Jezebel. Who is she? She has the knowledge of the spiritual world. She knows how to interfere in spiritual affairs. So before the answer gets to the, to the earth, this woman has seized it. How you, you, how you are expecting answer is physical. Hey, so the car God promised me was a car. This pastor said, I'll buy a car. Meanwhile, the car has already been given. But there's a Jezebel somewhere who has stopped the car. But you don't pray. You have no conversations with God. When you go to God, you rush. Oh, let's wake up 12 a.m. and pray. 12 1. Hallelujah. 12 2. Amen. Amen. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, thank you. Open prayer. People cannot even pray. To just stand here. Thank God for your life. Hallelujah. Thank God for your life. Thank God for your life. Glory. Thank you. Let me exalt you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now let's commit the service to the hands of the Lord. Lord, we commit this service to your hands. Guide and protect us. Amen. Now let's, let's invite the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit descend into our midst. Amen. Now let's commit the leaders and the preachers into the hands. You cannot do. Pray. 
you joke with it. You don't know what you're doing. When we say pray, I see it all. But sometimes I get tired and frustrated. Sometimes the spirit fluctuates. When we say pray, what's it get to prayer? People who are singing as loud as the heavens. Their prayer is... Babies cannot even hear the prayer. Pray! And not faint. Don't be weak. Interfere with the spiritual things. And force your blessings. Jacob forced it. Say, bye! If you don't bless me, today you will not live here. Force it! Wake up one evening. God, if you don't bless me, I will not sleep again. You will see. You will see the signs. Just continue talking. Talk. Talk in your prayer. You see, if the words finish, it's the Holy Spirit to give you words. If you are tired, you can feel pain. Someone can pray and feel pain in your stomach because you are talking too much. And as you can, you can, you can be on your feet and be praying. Your knee is paining. It's, 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 there's too much pain. You have to go down like this. You look, you look, you look, you look, you look at, you are praying so serious and you are tired. You rest for a while. You look at the people in the church and say, hey. You see, Brother Caleb. Amen. <laughs> I can't do it, but I want you to stand and interfere in the spiritual affairs. It's not easy to always do it. It's not easy. I'm telling you, it's not easy. But the youth need to start enjoying prayer, or else the church will fall. Because if we don't enjoy it, we don't do it. If we don't enjoy it, we don't do it. Amen. So from today, our prayer lives has to change. Those of you who are too shy, it's not shyness, it is a lack of desire to interfere the spiritual affairs. You are not like Abraham. See, you are like Esau. That's why Esau lost the battle of the birthright. Esau lost his birthright because he could not interfere in the spiritual affairs. Esau became a weak man. Unlike Jacob who became Israel, one of the greatest nations alive, because he could not interfere in the spiritual affairs. With prayer, you will speak and nations will listen. With prayer, the youth will stand and never fall. With prayer, your destiny shall never change. No one can steal it when you continue praying. The prophecies will be fulfilled immediately. 
In fact, you will no longer even need prophecies because you would have already been seeing visions yourself with prayer. God shall reveal mysteries unto us. With prayer. What man, what men cannot accomplish, you shall accomplish. In the name of Jesus. Amen.